What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend, a debrief, and an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson, joining me again in the host spotlight, Miss Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you, Caleb? I'm good. Good. Yeah. Uh, I'm on top of my allergies now. Yay. Uh, if I sound miserable, don't worry, I am not. You're not miserable. Uh, but it's already summer, basically, anyway. By the way, high of 91 on Friday. What? This, this yeah, coming, or Friday, is it, oh, is it Saturday? I heard Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Yeah. What's That's the weather looking like for Sunday? Because Sunday we have our uh, outside service. That is true. I think Anybody good. Anybody know? I think good, but so far. Stick around. Like yeah. Change yeah. The yeah. forecast will change eight times in the next yeah. two days, but <laughs> you heard him already. He's back, senior pastor Mark Carey. Mark. Thanks for being here, my guy. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Yep. Guys, let's jump into a, a Sunday in review. Alicia, I'm going to come your way first, and we'll see what Pastor Mark has for us. Well, how to live in the nasty now and now while awaiting the sweet <laughs> by and by. That was a fantastic title. Yeah. I loved it. Um, and I just think it just speaks to every bit of reality that we're in right now. And um, the, the sweet by and by is um, definitely a destination we are longing for. And at the end of the service, my heart just felt so um, full and um, eager for that sweet by and by. But there's mm. also this weight of living in the nasty now and now that we have to reckon with uh, because this is where we're at. And um, God in his sovereignty and in his goodness uh, has a plan and a purpose for that time. And you, Pastor Mark, gave us three points at some some point in your sermon. I'm not sure when it was. I just wrote them down. But our future hope is certain. Our present trials have purpose, and Jesus brings us joy. And I was thinking about those three points. And the middle point about our present trials have purpose really um, hit home to me because I was thinking about what is worse than suffering. Suffering is bad, but what's worse than suffering pointless suffering, mm -hmm. if our mm -hmm. suffering has no purpose. And we we sometimes as Christians can <clears throat> think, well, you know, we always need to be happy and life is a bed of roses and just positive thinking, everything. But that's that's not the life that we live in. And mm -hmm. um, there are we have trials, we have grief, we have the weight of the world and sin that bogs us down. And Jesus suffered trials. He was tempted, but without sin. And he suffered. And when he was tempted, um, he's now able to help those of us who are being tempted. And so we have this living hope, back to First Peter, um, that... Uh, for us Christians, is the game changer. And um, we, I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to unpacking what the living in the nasty now and now means for us because uh, we as Christians have so much hope. When to be to be mutually motivated in it too. I remember when I first kind of came across, at least as an adult, came across uh, Philippians one twenty three. So he went to Philippians three over the weekend. But one twenty three, Paul says, "I'm hard pressed from both directions. I have a desire to depart and be with Christ." And I remember mm -hmm. being so encouraged to read and see that. Okay, Paul said that. 
uh, his desires to get out of here and go be with this guy because he knows a lot about him. He's preaching about him, teaching about him. And so you can identify, I love verses where you can identify with Paul a little bit. I think it's easy to feel like, man, I don't have what it takes compared to what this guy's doing. But when he is so raw like that and then just demonstrates the importance Verse 24, yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sakes. And then it says, I'm convinced of this. I will remain and continue with you. That just, it's motivating and refreshing to, to see that biblically and not just experientially. Yeah, Paul c continues in that passage. And there's so many passages we could have mm -hmm. gone to. I kind of parked in First Peter. Right. But uh, in that Philippians passage, um, Paul says, so then, so it's kind of like, the old Francis Schaeffer, how shall we then live, given that? Mm -hmm. He says in verse 27, well, only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel. Mm -hmm. So in spite of suffering, in spite of all the stuff that is part and parcel of this life, we have a calling uh, to fulfill, and suffering factors into that because it shapes us to fulfill that calling mm -hmm. in this present world. When that suffering's done, in the sweet by and by, I mean, its its purpose will, will be done for us, but there's value and there's purpose, and that's why in verse 29 of Philippians 1, Paul concludes that chapter by saying, for to you it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in him, but to also suffer for him. Mm. So, and the word granted there is where we get our word grace. So God has graced us not only to have to trust him for our salvation, and that's, we, we would all say, man, praise God. He has granted to us eternal salvation. But in the very same phrases, and he's also granted you to suffer for him. Mm. Well, I prefer the first <laughs> no, one. No, thank you. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But it's viewed as a grace gift. Mm. It is granted. It is gra you are graced with the privilege to <clears throat> suffer because there's purpose. There's a design for it. It's not empty suffering. And um, so what, you know, it's kind of like the Joseph story. Um all the bad things that happened to him. You meant it for evil. And and the, the world, the flesh, the devil, they mean it for evil. But greater is he in us than the one in the world. And God redeems that suffering. Uh, God meant it for good. Yeah. And so he he works that out. James tells us to count it all joy yep. for when you meet trials of various mm -hmm. kinds. And um, I I was thinking the in verse in the first Peter passage. Uh, chapter one, verse six, it says, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. And that if necessary kind of jumped out at me because I was thinking, okay, um, mm. knowing that our our heavenly father loves us and our trials come through his hands, it, it brought me to Romans five, Um and I want to read it because I think it's so good. Um, therefore, starting in verse one, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. More than that, 
We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. And I know that when we were in Romans, we unpacked that quite a bit, Mm -hmm. and I I just came back to that, and I thought, this this is God's sovereignty at work. The, The trials in our lives are not outside of his sovereign control. And not only that, but he's taking these um, these challenges and these sufferings and these hardships that we have, and he's, he's producing something better in us, something that is pr- conforming us into the image of Christ. And then I love in uh, verse 5 of that, that passage that he has given us the Holy Spirit He's been poured into our hearts, so we're not alone. And Pastor Mark, you brought that to our attention in in your sermon that that he is among us, Mm -hmm. that he's with us. He actually indwells in us. So we're not alone. We're not uh, forsaken in these trials. We're actually being loved by our Heavenly Father through them. Yeah, reading the Bible and attending church and being a part of a local body helps remind us of that fact, because the two lies the devil's going to feed you every time you are alone, Mm -hmm. and also your struggle is unbiblical. What you're going through is extra biblical. It's outside of the Bible. you got to figure out if God even does account for it, but we bring up all these different passages. That James one, you face Mm -hmm. trials, verse 3, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. That's how we can consider it joy, because of our knowledge that the testing of our faith now, right? There's a mm-hmm. purpose to the pain, and that is, it, it can be game-changing in the way we keep each other accountable, in the way we counsel and disciple one another, and that whole idea of biblical soul care and 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 learning how to love alongside each other, so that not if it gets ugly, but when somebody else has the reminder that you're just not feeling mm-hmm. is true, and we can... And that's where faith comes in, mm-hmm. which um, in all these passages, it's, it's a, we have to believe this to be true. Uh, James, as we were just talking with James, about James, that's where James goes. Mm-hmm. So that we're, we're put in the pressure cooker of life, the crucible of life. It's testing our faith, it's, it's, and Peter said the same thing. It tries it, it refines it, and um, that that's all... That, that's all purposeful in God's plan. Uh, in that James passage, um, in chapter 2, he, um, he talks about the value of, of as we're in the pressures and the trials, that's chapter 1, count it all joy, because right. it's, it's, it's shaping you. Um, he, he, he talks about our responsibilities in that, and that is when he says faith without works is useless. Now that's one of the most misunderstood verses in all of the mm-hmm. Bible. It's saying, "Oh, I must not have a real faith," and it talks about eternal salvation, and it has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. It talks about our sanctification and our walk as a believer. Our faith is refined and tested, chapter one, as depending on how we respond to the trials. Mm-hmm. So, if we're responding to the trials in the way we should, in faith, and moving forward as the way God calls us to. Uh, then our faith is has great value. Mm. It's being refined, but um, faith without works becomes useless. If we're, if, if we're in the crucible of life and we buckle under that, then our faith, what, 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 it's, it's mindless. It, what was it even for? What, yeah. What's right. it for? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he gives, gives uh, 
Abraham as that example, but but he concludes in verse 24 of, of James 2, so you see a man is justified by works and not by faith. Ah, oh, doesn't that talk about eternal salvation? No. He's saying a man's, um, he said, a, a, a man is vindicated um, by, as he works through in a, in a trusting way in the midst of trials, and um, it's it's the working of that. So well, I, I've heard it's it putting in, our faith into practice. I've heard I've heard it interpreted as he, he's justified before men, and that it's demonstrated. demonstrated. But it's not about this relationship no, with God. That's right? secured. Yeah, that is right. secured. Our works provide nothing, <laughs> but boy, it sure does in the midst of suffering mm -hmm. and sorrows and sadness. Mm -hmm. Are we going to persevere in it? And as we do, our faith is refined. Mm -hmm. It is proven before men that it's you know it, that this thing is is. Um, it, it, it is a persevering, refined faith, and we're, and ultimately, it points to God. So we fall more and more in love with Him. That's where Peter goes. If we go look back to David, he he hit rock bottom um, after his sin, and he had been experiencing spiritual dullness. And um, after he had sinned, in Psalm fifty-one, verse twelve, he prays, "Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold mm. me with a willing spirit." So he's praying for restored joy. So we experience these times where it's like, "I'm just not feeling it, Lord." But but what does David do? He cries out. He acknowledges his sin and cries out for joy. Mm -hmm. And he he knows that joy has not come from. His circumstances. Yeah. It doesn't. Joy does not come from our circumstances. Joy comes from relationship with Christ. Yeah, yeah. And if suffering strips away the other things that we think give us joy, then it's a blessing. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. it may not be fun, but it's a blessing mm -hmm. because if, if we're finding our joy in all the puny little insignificant things of this world. Mm -hmm. That's what Paul was saying. To me, to live is Christ. It's and therefore dying is gain. If if living now was in all the toys, you know, the one with the most toys wins. If if living now is in this life is all our pursuit of of these vain things, we would never say dying is gain. Mm. Because we'll be leaving what we think is the most important right, this is great. to gain <laughs> yeah. something that we think is less important. Uh -huh, but right. if Christ is all important, right. we gain everything and lose nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's that it's, I mean, we can sit and talk about it. It's tough when you're in the actual crucible of life. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but going back to your point, Caleb, that's why we need each other mm -hmm. because yeah. we have to, I was listening, Keep telling each other this. I was listening to a podcast uh, this week, um, and Johnny Erickson Tata, Tata was being interviewed, and mm. um, she's just such a gem. Mm. Yeah, she is a gem. Um, but they were asking her, you know, how do we get our children excited about heaven? Because she's recently written a new mm. book about, a children's book about heaven. I haven't read it yet, but I'm sure it's fantastic. Um, but anyway, she said to get them excited about Jesus. Um, and I thought, that's it. That, that is where it's at. And, and she, she was going on to, um, say that our expressions are a gift from God. And so with our children and, and with one another, this is our one anothering right here is taking these moments in life and, um, using them to help point us to Jesus. Kids, kids are, 
funny, you know, when you think about, oh, what's heaven, you know, all the ice cream in the world or the <laughs> longest roller coaster that never ends, you know, whatever. But um, those things are all great and good. But what's going to make heaven great and good is that we're with Jesus mm -hmm. and that Jesus is what's great and good. And so just taking those um, moments of like, oh, they're so excited about something and, and just pointing them back to Jesus of, you know what, Jesus gave you that excitement. Je Jesus gave you that heart or in their sorrow, you know what, Jesus, he knows what your hurt feels like. And just all of these teachable moments to point them back to Jesus, to help our children cultivate a love for Jesus so that that love will continue to grow so that we're wanting more and more affections for him are growing. And, and not just for my children, but I need that. I, I need my relationship with Jesus to be growing in affection. And how do I cultivate that? Well, <laughs> getting more excited about Jesus. And I need, I need you all. I need the body of Christ to help me in that. Yeah, we, we need we need help sometimes to correct our thinking, to correct our perspective. And um, now oftentimes people who have gone through the trials and have come through it. I just got a, an email today, in fact, from someone in our congregation. Um, she's lost a husband, lost previous to that a son mm -hmm. in, in, in death early and a husband. And, and yet she... And yes, you mourn. It's it, it, you, 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 you wrestle and mourn, and you groan. Paul tells us that in Romans eight, the whole creation is groaning, and we understand that. But she has had been given a platform to bless others, to encourage others, to, mm. to God has used that in her life in very redemptive ways. Mm. So, um, yeah, it, God redeems our sorrows. Yeah. And, and as long as we keep the focus on, on him, nothing better than helping another person, starting with her family, as you're bringing out, Kalisha, mm -hmm. nothing better than helping other people experience Jesus and, and his grace and his mercy in a real daily, um, mm -hmm. in a palpable way yeah. so that it's, he's more than just a, a word or a, a word on a song or a little kid's uh, Sunday school story. Right. It, it's man, and that's and the Holy Spirit makes that. That's the role of the Holy Spirit is to point us to Jesus. That's right. And and we need the Holy Spirit's help to yeah. to um, lead us and how to help minister to one another. And we see in Psalm thirty four that that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and he saves the crushed in spirit. But before, before all that, he says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And so the, the body, um, we need the body to help No, taste and see that even, even though you are crushed in spirit, um, God, God is, God is so good. Even in the midst of this. And we think about Sunday mornings, and we can remember, and I have to do a good job of remembering this too, because I'm in vocational ministry. There is such a difference between Martha's approach of kitchen work when she realizes Jesus is coming and Mary sitting at the foot of the foot of the Savior, right, in Luke chapter 10. It's easy to see a church, especially one as, as big as FBC, as like, oh, it's a, it's a club, it's an organization, mm -hmm. you get plugged in, there's no getting out, you're going to do, do, do all these things. And yeah, on a Sunday morning, we have to do a lot. 
but to just come together as brothers and sisters in Christ and hear from the Word of God and respond in worship is is such a foot of the cross, foot of Jesus mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. where I do grow in my relationship with Him. And I, and then, depending on the teaching, right, called to continue to grow in Him, and obviously that teaching happens here. But we we raise the value of this this God we're talking about now on a Sunday morning. How much does he mean to us Monday through Saturday? At what point in our wrestling with a circumstance or trial does yeah. he come into mind? Because sometimes it's not as quick yeah. as we all want to act like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and to yeah. have people alongside us in that, even somebody to go to right away, you might want to start praying because mm-hmm. I got something stewing in me. Yeah. I I have these people in my life. I can just be, uh, now's the time, you know, let's pray. And, yeah. and so, yeah. You lean on the body. That you do. And when you have someone in the body who has really experienced the depths of despair mm. and mm. is effervescent in terms of their whole persona of Jesus, who are you going to listen to? Mm-hmm. You're going to listen to someone like that. Mm-hmm. Paul, That's the good. apostle, kind of does that, I think, in the, in the Second Corinthians 4 passage where he, he talks about, you know, we're afflicted on every way, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not despairing. Persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifest in our body. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. There's that purposeful. So death works in us and life in you. And and he's kind of saying to the Corinthians, you know, look at us. Look, mm-hmm. we're, we're modeling this. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to experience life like we have it, well, accept these things. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it. God is bigger than the the, the trials and tribulations and of life. And it's not saying that sadness um, and grief are um, contradictory with joy because they're mm. not. They That's they right. are they can hold hands. It, 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 Peter said, even though now for a little while we are distressed, we are grieving mm-hmm. with various yeah. trials. Yeah. Yet there's rejoicing. Always sorrowful, mm. yet rejoicing. Yeah. And um, this past week, we've seen in the news just the horrors of the shootings mm-hmm. um, and that sort of thing. And I, I saw um, our, the church that we were a part of before we moved here to Christiansburg. They um, they put out three points that I thought were so worth sharing hmm. about uh, just for us as the church and how to respond. Um, and and it's along these same lines of of, of acknowledging um, the lament, like what's hmm. going on in our world right now. It is absolutely appropriate to lament. Um, not to pretend that it's not happening because it is, but but to lament and and pray. How long, oh Lord? You, there are people who are suffering, and so coming alongside of them, and then repudiate, rejecting the the racial hatred that's going on in our world and the evil ideologies that are standing against this that God's multi ethnic kingdom that He is He has for us and. Um, and then reaching out, just praying and extending the love of Christ to the people um, that we have access to and um, sharing the hope of the gospel with folks. Um, because in this world, it's, um, it, it is evil and it can be very confusing for people. Um, and so for us as Christians, um, having knowing that sorrow doesn't contradict joy 
that brings a, a, a reality that I think people can connect with. Like mm. there is something different about Christians mm-hmm. that, that you, you are um, walking through this, but, but there's something unshakable about your faith. There, there is this underlying joy that, that is a solid rock in your life. That's different. That's very mm-hmm. otherworldly. Um, mm-hmm. So for us Christians, this is an opportunity for us to share our faith, for us to yeah. share who we believe in and why. Yeah. In that Second Corinthians passage, I was just reading down a few verses later, but that's exactly what where Paul concludes after talking about all these bad things he's afflicted and all these things that he's going through and how he's responding to it. But he said, and all, uh, for all things are for your sake. He's talking to the Corinthians. Why? So that the grace which is spreading to more and more people may cause the giving of thanks to abound to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Mm-hmm. So you, you see, as, peop, as the world watches how Christians respond to these things and, and the joy that's there in spite of the sorrow and the agony of pain and the nasty now and now, um, they don't have that. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think they know they don't have it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's befuddling. It's a mystery. It's like what makes anything you anything else is an empty hope. That's right. But it when that is reflective in our lives, it's like God's grace is abounding more and more mm-hmm. as people see that, and it, it it is one of the greatest evangelistic tools that we could ever that we could ever come up with. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's yeah. The, Which in turn leads to excitement, leads to encouragement. There's a camaraderie around it and yeah. we're coming together and it's it's harder to shake if there's more of us centered around truth. Yeah. We can spot spot, you know, yeah. weak spots, blind spots and, and and then when it's all said and done, when we as as uh, Revelation 21 said, um you know, in this the, the sweet by and by is coming. And when it's all over uh, you know, what a day of rejoicing it mm-hmm. will be when we all get to heaven. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, it, it's as Peter said, it, it's protected by God. It's mm-hmm. reserved in heaven for us. It is certain and sure. It's based on the resurrection of Christ. It's all, it's wrapped up solid. It's a done deal and it's waiting. Mm-hmm. In that Second Corinthians passage, Paul says, momentary light afflictions are producing for us an eternal weight of glory. Right. And so, we run the race with perseverance, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand. He got his the, the glory. So, yeah, Christians of all people should have this perspective. And I don't want to end on a downer, but that's yeah. I think that's got to be the most discouraging things is mm-hmm. when we find ourselves starting to be under the circumstances and not looking above the circumstances mm-hmm. and responding with joy or experiencing joy because well, of our love for him. In mm-hmm. Matthew 6, Jesus tells us to lay up treasures in heaven that where our treasure is, there our, our heart will be also. And so with that in mind, it matters what we're doing now. Like how we, how are we yes. loving uh, one another? Mm-hmm. That matters because mm-hmm. our joy is only going to increase <laughs> because mm-hmm. of that. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. you know, just the, these these if our treasure is in heaven, 
um, man, let's just keep laying up more treasure there, more right. treasure by loving hmm. those around us. As Peter said, it will result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then that's talking about yeah. what will be heaped on us. Everybody's cup yeah. of joy is going to be full right. of glory, <laughs> but some people's cup is going to be a whole lot bigger. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Exciting times. Guys, thank you both for being here. As a reminder, this coming Sunday, I don't know when you're listening to this, but May 22nd, we'll have one outdoor service at 10 a.m. with a ton of food and stuff after. So come early, stay late. We'll oh, be celebrating. And I saw the... we need to bring cash. I, that was on the email. Oh, okay, uh, for food? For food. So if you're going to purchase food there. Yeah, so bring your own lunch bring or cash. bring money for food. They won't barter? Uh, like I, if we brought well, a dog, Nick, or, or you could trade, just overwhelm the child. Tables. Like yeah, I, I got a kid yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Could well, I, have I, a I But I thought Morrison was picking up the tab, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, so yeah, come out and celebrate. You can find uh, everything we're up to and more at fbcva.org. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. God bless.